When you think about business competition, where are you focused? Your town, your state, across the country? You need to be concerned with competitors around the world. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. Today, you'll hear about the mega trends in global business and how they affect your organization, as well as explore issues, solutions, and some amazing facts about business worldwide. Now, here is your host, Mahesh Joshi. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Gaurav Rastogi today. Uh, he has been uh, in our discussion several times in the past. And uh, today probably is the right time uh, to bring back a reflection on uh, a very popular subject which we covered in multiple episodes in the past years, the future of work. The key here is the future of work is here. It has been forced by circumstances to come beyond the discussions about future of work to being the work now. So, Gaurav, uh, welcome uh, to the today's episode on future of work. Where is it? It looks like it has just arrived. Hey, Mahesh. Uh, good to be back. And uh, boy, it's been a fun, uh, fun few weeks uh, sitting here uh, in a uh, you know, shelter in place in California. And um, it, it gives you a lot of time to stare at your wall because you can't go outside and reflect upon uh, the changes that have happened. And uh, it's quite interesting. We've been talking about this for so long, you and I, in these conversations. It's interesting to see uh, how much of what we talked about has changed and, uh, and if things have changed, in what direction have they changed? You know, our interest had been in the future of work. And of course, right now we're considering if humanity has a future at all. I'm sure it does have a future, but does the future of work have a future? That's the interesting question for today. Very true. Very true. So so basically what we are seeing, the defined characteristics, those were defined at that point of time of future of work. Uh, if we reflect back now, uh, the way the work is happening in past few weeks across the globe, it's kind of telling us that uh, uh, quite a bit of that has come into play, or maybe all of it has come into play, and uh, how smoothly, or maybe some people felt it disruption, it is already in play. And that's an amazing part, that what was being discussed as future of work, how did it quietly I wouldn't say use the word quietly. Uh, quietly in our behaviors came in. It came with a lot of noise from the environment, from various geographies. Yeah, you could argue, uh, pun intended, that uh, we have zoomed into the future of work. Right, right, right. And I think if it would have been a slow process uh, to reach the uh, future of work, just following the process with no other uh, outside intervention or interruption, it would have taken a lot of time. But just because of yes. a pandemic, the things got yeah. accelerated to that extent, the whole humanity quickly picked it up and, and moved into yeah. the future of work immediately. It, it's a little immediately. Yes. The people, the, the office workers who are sitting in office, having meetings in the rooms and all that, suddenly they are sitting in their room. They're not traveling. They, they are being more productive that half an hour, one hour, whatever drive one has to office, uh, that's become a productive time sitting wherever you are. And instead of sitting together and in a room, moving to the room, you are connected. 
you are more into those electronic media where you are instantly connected and uh, the the level of productivity along uh, with that it, the transit time itself if you count in productivity has gone away yeah um, it's it's quite interesting the the switch over to the future has been sudden has been definitely forced and um, and even people who are not working have been dragged into the future of work uh, willy-nilly uh, for example, last few weeks we've been running uh, my nonprofit. We've been running uh, yoga classes, seven yoga classes a day, free for the community. And we have seniors classes that are well attended by seniors. So they're able to zoom into a meeting and and participate in yoga classes, participation in meditation sittings, uh, with no technical hassles whatsoever. I would not have imagined this when we were previously talking about this, that everyone will be dragged into the future of work, not just those that are working. That, that's an amazing point, because if you see in the regular way of working, in the conventional model, when people who are required to move into the technology side, uh, it could be using IoT or using technical devices. People needed help if they were in office environment. They're seeking for it. Now, most of the people are able to figure it out, because that's the only way left. Yeah. And they may be taking help, but even that help could be virtual. Yeah, yeah. Uh, later, maybe we should talk about it. That when we talked about design, right? We one of our big big topics was around design and intuition. Yes. Um, and uh, if you see the technologies that are won, are actually the more intuitive technologies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is quite interesting. But we should talk about it later in today's conversation. Or, or some other time. Definitely, definitely. And uh, if, you, if you recollect, we had a few sessions, and one of them was uh, living with the weapons of mass distraction. And those mass distractions were the social media. It was the uh, Facebooks and other things, and suddenly we find those have become the most useful tools uh, when the distractions uh, or the destruction as well as distraction is coming through a pandemic. That's funny, isn't it? Yeah. So our theme last time was we said, look, this is not the industrial age or digital age or whatever. This is the age of distraction and destruction. And we thought that was cute. I, I thought definitely that was a cute phrase. But here's what's happened since the coronavirus epidemic, pandemic, which is the destruction of businesses, industries, economies is here. Uh, you know, the, the the it's here, it's all around, and much of what we know of the world is going to be destroyed. That destruction is here, and it will be thorough. You're already seeing that in the stock market. Now, all we're left with are the tools of dis distraction as the tools of work. Uh, you know, people are using WhatsApp to talk. To, to their colleagues. People are sitting at home looking at a screen trying to talk to colleagues and keep up with work. And 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 that's quite interesting. Previously in the in the workplace you had colleagues to talk to, you had people, you had a schedule, you could go in and out, you could manage your day. But now you're working 24-7. There are days I walk into my desk at uh, 7.30 in the morning and I walk out of my desk at 10.30. No, and I'm not stepped out more than 10 feet from this place, maybe to go to the restroom, that's all. That's become uh, the nature of our work. We're just sitting in bunkers uh, uh, doing our own thing. So 
so we talked about the age of destruction and distraction destruction is going to be complete all the just the way the pandemic is consuming people that are you know that are sick or somehow have uh, compromised immunity systems and so on every industry every country every company every every unit of work that is that has pre-existing conditions will have to deal with consequences mm-hmm. and what are these pre-existing con- uh, conditions we had talked about this previously we talked about leadership styles mm-hmm. how what kind of leadership style is this company used to we talked about uh, um, we talked about uh, how these companies um, learn how these people learn how everyone learns and where that is going that that's another thing that uh, will determine uh, future success and survival we also talked about uh, let me just pull up our notes uh, so we talked about learning we talked about leadership we had talked about also um, um just the playbook uh, the playbook has not only changed uh, it's been thrown away and there is no new playbook and so company people and companies have to figure out the new intuition for how to get work done so all in all this is a very stark change and um, we have truly zoomed into the future of work uh, without asking and, and you know uh, in 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 the very first um, uh, section when we started this future of work few years ago uh, we had this uh, destruction of traditional concepts that will happen in this digital age and we are already seeing in last few weeks that most of these traditional concepts are being shattered that people working from virtual locations and leveraging technology still managing the same processes still managing the same output yeah. but the traditional concepts of doing it are nowhere to be seen because the situation is such you just cannot implement it that has been suddenly taken away yeah. let's say your office has been taken away a collection point of talent to do it together has been taken away so the, the dispersed talent the virtuality of it has suddenly come into play or rather it has been forced on the society to make it work and people are making yeah. it work seamlessly that's amazing part of it and across yeah. the globe it is happening yes yeah so, yeah i agree so we had talked about we were talking about distractions four things that we had discussed at yeah. length one was Uh, the the shift in global politics the shift in business the shift in economics and the shift in education and we had anticipated some trend lines but those trend lines just the way you can see with the virus trend lines have had an exponential um, curve in the last few couple of months really for example in global politics very clearly it's each country for themselves the you know the globalizations uh, you know the trend toward globalization has taken a severe hit and now every country will try to figure out how am i going to be more secure with my supply chain my food chain everything right we talked about business old business models um, that were under threat from silicon valley i have nowhere to go now because silicon valley is even more powerful as a result of the pandemic we talked about economics and how the uh, rising income inequality if you look at what's happening now there has been talk of universal basic income and now literally 2.2 trillion trillion dollars in the united states people will get money in the bank and so it's a trailer for what was going to happen maybe 10 years in the future 
Now you're going to see it now. And finally, in education, quite surprising, which is the sudden need for online education and the acceptance of zooming into your class. Those things have become uh, quite um, quite common. Every school district is doing it, K through 12. Every college is doing it. And the old, so why would you go to college? Those Those systems have changed completely. And so to sum up, all those uh, micro changes or slow pace changes that we were expecting will become exponential over the next few years have become exponential in two months flat. And uh, we're now in a new reality, no question about it. Very true, uh, uh, Gaurav. What we will do is uh, we'll take a short break and we'll continue our discussions after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. It's time to take charge of your own career path. But how do you get started? First, tune in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. Each show will feature national business leaders, tips and insight from Marie and her guests, career management tools, and a weekly career smart tip. She'll help you move forward, earn that promotion, get hired into the career you want, and brand yourself. The Career Confidant is broadcast live every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And we have uh, Gaurav Astogi uh, with us from California. We are talking about how quickly the future of work has come on us. Uh, although it has been uh, dictated by the external surroundings, but uh, the, the shift in work when the conventional way of working could not be carried out because of the environmental issues, uh, what was happening all around us uh, across the globe, the, the way we started working is and was in the past uh, named as future of work. So, uh, Gaurav, welcome back again. Uh, we were talking about how the distraction and disruption happening in the industry and how it has been a part of future of work. Now, 
one important aspect of future of work could be how would the leaders behave what would be the requirement from leadership how would they run the business and manage it yeah and that's a very critical question now because as as the amount of chaos continues in the world outside people look to leaders to provide direction to provide um, to be a source of resilience and adaptability for the enterprise and to be a, able to 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 find new solutions for new problems and as companies look to leaders they are looking for new kind of leadership skills which is which is quite interesting now in our previous set of conversations we had begun our our long walk with this this thought that the man of the on the mountain is lonely and and now everyone's lonely because we are self quarantined inside homes and while this may only continue for a few months but the state of mind is pervasive everyone is going to be lonely and and leaders more so because if you're used to having adulating uh, team members and people looking up to you and the power that comes from from uh, being looked up to by thousands of people in your company then uh, that's not going to come about anymore as much and now you're going to look for new new ways for leaders to find and express themselves and new leadership styles have to have to come up and these are not new styles it's just that the prevailing style before coronavirus uh, was very different from what it is uh, going to be after and we anticipated much of this in our previous conversations right we talked about uh, let's talk about creativity and, and intuition um, very clearly uh, being able to sort through the chaos and make sense of things that are happening as they are happening responding to markets responding to your competitive situation responding to the cash situation and finding creative solutions for everyday problems is going to be a very key part of the job description having strong intuitions is going to be very important being able to tell stories about the future to your team to to organize their thoughts is is becoming very important previously you tell people what they need to do because they are coming into work and they will do it now with more and more teams distributed and and even after coronavirus is over they'll remain more distributed because we've tasted it then how do you inspire people how do you efficiently convey a vision that everyone uh, collaborates with you on you're going to have to tell stories and um, and 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 use those to inspire people's imagination the third thing we talked about another one is failure and appetite for an attitude toward failure and even then previously when we had talked about it we knew that a, having a low appetite for failure is actually a high certainty of failure because if you don't want to take risks you're not going to find the right answer and you're not going to survive as a company so uh, being able to take risks means having a thick skin for failure which comes to the whole point about personal resilience being able to be wrong enough times but being able to be right just 
a little more than average times is probably good enough for a leader. How to take risks and how to build failure into your business model is now the job of the leader. How to be able to take risks in a controlled enough manner, fail on little things so that you may succeed on the big things. Those are all things that leaders need to do. So if you think about everything we've covered previously, all of that suddenly comes as as, uh, front and center. Very true. And especially in current times, when uh, everything which was time tested, that that's yeah. gone. That concept is dead because do, uh, do more of what works. Yeah, it overnight changed. It it has been totally replaced by something you have to figure out. It doesn't exist. You have no time to plan for that. The way it happened. Yeah. See, example: some countries introduce lockdown tomorrow, lockdown from three days. How do you do it? Now there is no concept which is proven how to work on it. So you have to have that kind of intelligence to build and see through it and try to plan against an enormous uncertainty. Because this is, yes. almost, this is almost like uh, when, when you are into it, uh, is what to do when no one knows what to do. Yeah, and everyone expects you as the leader to yeah. help figure out what to do and tell them what to do. Correct. You know, one of the, the phrases we had coined last time about leadership styles was your leadership style, is it, are you a control junkie or a chaos monkey? Uh, chaos by, monkey, by the way, is a technical term for, you know, in technology, but it doesn't matter. It, it still sounds good, which is, are you a control junkie who tells people what to do and they do it? And the way you are able to tell them confidently is you're doing the same thing as your predecessor was. And so you can exhibit control. So if you're a control junkie, then you're always looking at uh, micromanaging your people and telling them what to do. But if you're a chaos junkie, then you're saying, all right, we will chaos our way out of this. We are, you know, we're faced with chaos. We will have a varying response day to day until we get it right. And then we'll get it right. And the interesting thing is, uh, there's no room for control junkies at this point, going yeah. forward. Yeah, because they were using the old playbook, which was already predefined. Yeah. This is the repetitiveness of certain ideas. But now, in the current situation, the only thing which will make you survive would be new and innovative ideas. Because everything is new, the environment is changing every day, you never know how the work environment will move tomorrow because suddenly you have moved from working in office together into remote location, virtual meetings, everything is virtual in that case. The connectivity is different level, yeah. different timings and uh, you yeah. can't see body language, so very different than what you were used to it. So here, the, the, the way a leader has to, and you rightly said, can you be uh, a chaos monkey, it also uh, kind of pushes you into, are you a problem solver for people here? Are you flexible? Are you adaptable? Are you coming out with new ideas? Because you will have to keep coming out with new ideas and at the same time you can't just get stuck on it because things are changing so fast and it will change in future. That is correct. So, but I I want to just add in a little thing there just to add to what you're saying, which is that 
the leader's job is not just to solve problems, mm-hmm. but it is to now create an organizational capability to solve problems. True. And this is not a, just a fine distinction. It's, it's actually a pretty major distinction because if you are the super smart problem solver who thrives on problem solving, then you're, this, is a, this is a great time because you, there's, every day there's a new problem. You're going to find new problem and solve it. But how do you do that at scale where everyone in your organization feels that they have the ability to take risks, solve problems, and uh, even at the cost of failure, uh, be able to see and solve problems? How do you create a culture which does this? Because if every problem is to be solved by Mr. Problem Solver, the one guy who's so smart that uh, every problem must come to him, then the organization cannot possibly respond to the world fast enough. Yes, yes. And and you're saying, look, bring me your toughest problems. Yeah, I think you have to set the tone. See, that it makes it all the more difficult now that you work with virtual teams, how do you energize them when you're not in front of them and you're virtually connected? You know, yes. and that that brings in. Uh, so basically, if you look at it in future of work, if people were worried about that human angle will be missing, any more of AI robotics, but still people would be there because somebody has to operate with, with, along with AI and robotics and etc. That human side of it will uh, go a little bit uh, at the lower level, but it looks like that will be at the highest level because how do you manage the energy, enthusiasm, and, and, and the passion of the virtual teams? It's all the more dif- difficult. It's, it's crazy difficult because they can't see you. They can only sense you from your voice on a call or they might see you on Zoom, but there is a, you know, 60% of your communication might be your presence. And your presence, you know, it, it makes no difference anymore. Your physical presence, the energy that you bring in or the aura that you might have, those are all moot because no one can actually experience your aura over the over the Internet. And so that uh, that's pretty challenging if, you know, as far as if you want to dom- be a dominant sort of alpha male in a meeting, well, you're on Zoom. You can't be a dominant alpha male um, in a meeting because... No one can see you, right? I mean, no one can see you in person. They're not as threatened by your presence as previously. The other thing you talked about, and we had talked about this earlier in the new engagement models conversation, where we said that empathy and intuition are human domains, but they have been poorly uh, served. They have been poorly uh, sort of uh, treated before this because Again, we, we treated humans like we treat computers, which is more computational capacity is good. Uh, but book smarts is not good anymore. You got to have empathy. You got to have intuition. And those are not things you can read from a book. Those are, those are, yeah. Yeah, those are practice trade. And you're so right because if you to create uh, an employee experience, say, for example, to keep his motivation, yeah. morale, and energy level, how do you create when it's a virtual team? So, so if you were doing for masses at one location, you could succeed now. People are in different locations. How do you create that, that one, yeah. the, the employee experience which you're thinking about? So the thought process around that will be totally different. The way to do it would be very different. Yeah. The way to execute would be very different. So it looks like the communication from leadership 
the behavioral aspect, the empathy which you talked about, and how do you show that empathy will also change? Because you may not be in front of them. So would it be in your language you use, the yes. written language, spoken language, how the work gets divided, how the work gets appreciated, how it gets supported, and how do you how do you discover the talent of the virtual team where they are? And how do you leverage the talent to maximize the productivity? Because ultimately, if you're focusing on productivity, all of that is needed. Gaurav, we'll take a break and we'll continue yep. our discussions after the break. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back. You are listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. And I have with me Gaurav Stogi. And we are talking about how quickly the future of work has come right in front of us. And we are all into it. And one of the very important aspects at this point of time is leadership. That leadership had to and has to change immediately because the way we work has changed. Everything, all the past models have changed overnight on its head because it's a different way of working. So, uh, Gaurav, in last segment, we were talking about uh, what changes are needed in leadership, what kind of leadership is needed now in, in the situation we are. So, let's continue with that. Sure. Well, um, as they say, it's loony at the top. <laughs> it used to be lonely, and now it's loony. Um, things are changing uh, really quickly. So, let, let's think about what's been happening in the last couple of months, right? Uh, 
things have since the coronavirus pandemic things have happened so quickly that now with very little information you need to decide if you need to travel internationally the answer of course is no you should not have traveled internationally should you keep your factories open should you ask your employees to work from home can you ask your employees to return from home now that business is down how long can you survive without losing money and while you're at it will the government bail out help you or not if not do you do you tell your employees that they no longer have employment after a certain date all of those things are happening not on a week by week but a day to day basis and and it's so important that you play it right because people see how you behave in a crisis and they magnify it through the organization so the more unsettled you are as a leader the more you're radiating out this sense of unease which will only worsen the situation for your company very and so, and and so now leaders have to behave very differently from previous they have to be empathetic they cannot be all about business because people and their families are impacted and now you have to pay attention to how people are doing really sincerely read listen to the answer when we when you ask someone how are you doing you're going to have to wait to hear the results of that question someone will tell you how they're doing and usually it would not be good news now you have to empathize and you have to find out what you can do for for this person as an individual leader yeah right? yeah you're very true because the leadership model is totally changed now and uh, the time uh, given to leaders to change is not there it's an instant shift and you have to quickly yes. bring in your new traits or uh, you cannot do just with your instincts now yeah and 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 now uh, if as a leader you're not you're not doing the old leader versus manager thing you're not telling people what to do that's a manager's job and you have people who do that for you uh your job is now to tell stories your do- job is now to radiate energy and optimism your job is now to connect and emotionally engage with people in your team because that's how they're going to respond uh, to you and will magnify that as they work with their teams this is a very different job description from only a few uh, few quarters ago and also at this point of time you don't know how you will have to constantly innovate even your way of working because uh with the current change in scenario uh already we were seeing the advent of ai iot and robotics so the mix of human permanent permanent labor force temporary whatever you call contingent labor force or uh, you know maybe you're using some resources from upwork or some kind of sources plus uh, ai was coming into play you had robotics in the plant you are already seeing disruption and you were seeing people were thinking very differently even the employees and you were managing it mm-hmm. so one way of seeing that change is now those employees also they are working from a long distance they are not right in front of those machines robots or or ai equipments which were being used so their mindset is also changing so basically everything is in a flux everything has become a moving yeah, so, nothing stationary yeah 
Yeah, so machines, I think it's a foregone conclusion. Machines will do what machines do. And I don't think we should spend any more minutes talking about AI and automation because it is here, it will continue to be here. The interesting thing is what kind of culture are you creating for the humans? And, uh, and, and as an organizational leader, your job is now to transmit culture, create and participate in the creation of and in transmitting culture throughout your enterprise for the humans because the machines will do what machines do anyway. So basically, the even the culture which you transmit would be something very new because it could not be the set pattern from the past. It's, it's totally changed and in the new environment, it will be always innovating, continuous learning, continuous improvement. Yes. Yeah, I'll give you an example of this, and which is how leaders manage themselves is going to be becoming very important. What do I mean by that? Um, are they taking care of themselves? Are they burning themselves out, or are they actually working out? Are they sleeping properly? Are they uh, are they working and thinking optimally? Are, are they meditating? Those are things that used to be fads in Silicon Valley. And of course, I live here and I'm, of course, uh, I participate and teach some of these fads myself. But the point is, these are self-management skills, which now are extremely critical for leaders. Because if you haven't slept, you don't have energy. If you don't have energy, you don't have the ability to be present to the ever-changing environment. And if you don't have that capability, you can't energize people into doing the impossible. They're just going to lose hope and walk away or turn on the television or whatever. Mm-hmm. So uh, so leaders now have to take care of themselves like never before. Right. And, and so I think in one of the past episodes, I remember you talked about that uh, a subject of belief over proof and uh, Yes. How does the ethical leader cultivate self-belief and influence the subjects, which could be customers, could be stakeholders, and could be others? And yes, could be that would be the direction, including uh, the narrative making and storytelling, and including the use of data to make the decisions. But some of the new business models which will emerge may not have any data to support it because the whole structure has changed on its head. Yeah. Doing but I, I think I think there's still going to be a lot of data. My my new buzzword for that is storytelling and spreadsheets. Okay. Those are the leadership skills mm-hmm. <laughs> for this new era. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the success factors in the past models of leading with the with mm-hmm. the structure of organization, the influencing of getting things done or influencing uh, to accept or non-acceptance of idea, whatever it was, that methodology has changed because the communication channels have totally changed. So how do you, oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, the, how do you engage with your uh, employees? How do you engage with your teams? You know, that personal empathy, the, uh, the hand on the shoulder, the body language, uh, use uh, some of these things. Uh, will not be available to you. It's just simple thing like the travel uh, restrictions now, borders closed. The yeah. only way you can communicate is is either on phone or you can go through some video 
conferencing mode, but the personal touch will not be there. You will find new ways to connect with uh, your teams. You will have to find a new ways to keep them energized. And you will find new ways to engage them in, uh, in, in your terms, doing deep work, deep thinking. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And and how do you keep, um, how do you keep them engaged in continuous learning where you cannot put them in in a group environment to do that? How do you fulfill their purpose or or their needs for socialization amongst the amongst the team members itself? You know, many times they draw energy from that. Yeah. So uh, I I agree with you. And the interesting thing that I found here, this cultivating belief thing, is. You have to create a tribe that believes in the same things and is is drawing energy from the same thing. I'll give you an example. Uh, when the pandemic stuck and California went into shelter into in place, this happened virtually overnight. We didn't see it coming. I mean, it was coming, but we didn't know it was going to be what tonight, right? And then um, we started. Uh, so my nonprofit, we started yoga and meditation classes for the community like we talked about free classes seven a day and now we have about 20 teachers that are passionate about the classes we have a structure to it we have a website we have a you know a process to it and all of this has happened because everyone has the same passion for community service and everyone has a passion for yoga and meditation and uh, we've come together that's leadership because these are people i've never seen these are people i've i've not most most people I know, but many of them I've never even talked to. But we all believe the same things and we all trust each other. And trusting without shaking hands is a very difficult thing. And you have to figure out how to do it. So creating a community within your organization, because like you were saying, how do you do all this uh, you know, action at a distance? Previously, a guy used to be down the hall. If, if you needed to influence them, you walk up, you have coffee with them, and you, like you said, put uh, put your hand on their shoulder and just make them feel that they're important to the to the project. You can't do that anymore. But you have to trust them to do important things on their own volition and with their own energy and, and skills in it. It's very difficult to do as a leader, but it's probably the most important thing um, as a leader, right? To create that community and that culture. That's very true. So basically, uh, it looks like uh, uh, for leaders, this is the time when the true leadership uh, will come to the forefront where they have to be very adaptable, very flexible, and they themselves will have to be very open to learning in the, in the new situation and leading with that new learning and admitting, yes, there could be failures. And uh, there is an acceptance for that. So it's more like fail quickly, succeed sooner kind of stuff. And uh, the yeah. behavioral aspect, the cultural patterns which they will have to set uh, would be almost like well, you're building a bridge while walking on it. Yeah. I, my, my, my own sense is that leaders have to quickly and very expeditiously uh, learn how to reinvent themselves. That's and you might true. reach out to a coach. You might reach out to a coach. You might reach out to a cohort or you might have your own personal board of advisors. Whatever system you have to help you 
reinvent yourself and to hold you accountable for what you want for yourself and continuously challenging you to change those are very important things and if you don't have a reinvention system then uh, you're going to muddle your way uh, into into being kicked out of the company i guess at some point yeah. soon enough that's very true gaurav thank yeah. you so much let's take a short break and we'll continue our discussion after the break When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. For the past two years, Global Business with Mahesh Joshi has been a top-rated program on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, with its popularity growing, he has converted many of the concepts discussed on the show into an easy-to-read book from Oxford University Press, one of the top publishers in the world. Place your order for the book, Global Business, at mkjgb.com. Act now, and as a special offer, you'll receive a signed copy of the book by the author, Mahesh Joshi. Order today at mkjgb.com. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. This is Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. To reach the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's worldwide access to 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to maheshjoshi.82 at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. I have with me Garu Rastogi. We are talking about how future of work has suddenly showed up at our doorsteps. How the leadership traits are changing, the characteristics, and how the uncertainty is uh, forcing everybody to be innovative, flexible, adaptive, to keep the things going, and uh, in terms of businesses, keep the businesses running. We did talk about leadership in last segment. Uh, Gaurav, let's continue with leadership and then we'll move on to the cultural aspects of it. Sure. So when we when we took a break, we were talking about how leaders now need to be more self-aware and self-managing. They need to be more intuitive and empathetic. They need to manage their own energy levels and they need to continue rewiring their ability to believe a new future and uh, act without proof or complete data. Uh, even as we're drowning in data, we just don't have enough of the right data for making decisions. In that sort of environment, leaders have to be continuously adaptable. 
highly creative and innovative and extremely resilient being able to bounce back and have to be adept and frankly masters of building the organizational culture around them in the enterprise because the work is still going to be done by the people the problems will be still be solved by the teams now the context in which people are operating and the freedom they feel to act and take risks on behalf of the enterprise while communicating with the rest of the company what they're doing those are all cultural issues that a leader must now be aware of so tone deaf people will not make very good leaders in the modern uh, in this post coronavirus uh, environment we it, it had always been coming but it has arrived and at this point uh, the pin has dropped and now uh, you've reached your destination now onwards leaders have to carefully look at the culture that they are creating around them and be be continuously active in creating that culture uh, they will have to do this by uh, by signaling by uh, by telegraphing their own behavior by selecting the people they work with by shows of how and who, who they trust and for what purpose all of these things are cultural uh, attributes my own favorite is their own energy management i feel as a yogi that energy management is not well understood but but i can already see around me in silicon valley that that leaders now are very actively invested in their own energy management uh, they are they are trying to sleep on time they are trying to meditate they have uh, spiritual practices and breathing practices because again your energy is all you have now as a leader to influence other people with your ideas may not be the greatest ideas you got you're going to have a new idea every day now so but how do you keep challenging how do you keep channeling people's energy how do you keep uh, uh, coordinating and uh, and and so weaving everyone's actions together all of that requires energy and uh, and leaders must learn how to how to manage culture and manage their own energy in this new environment very true because this will be the combination of as you had pointed out uh, in in earlier um, segment that how would humanity the culture the technology and also the processes around it they will move together in unison all of them would be changing all of them some of them will be built at a faster pace than others like technology ever evolving culture will have to change and it may have to change at a, a different pace but it has to keep pace uh, with certain things to make things happen and then new processes have to evolve because the way to work have changed yeah let me let me uh, rehearse that uh, that argument for your listeners uh, mahesh we are already biotech hybrids humans are and the history of humanity our success as a species is intertwined with the history of our technology from stone axes to f- from fire to stone axes to speech all of these these very dramatic evolutions in technology have caused our evolution as a species of course our biology doesn't biology doesn't evolve but a culture evolves to keep pace with all the technology so we invent 
farming well cities evolve you know currencies involved and elaborate trade agreements evolved and so on so very clearly while we are not evolving as an uh, as a sort of biological species but as a cultural species our culture continues to evolve in tandem with the technologies that we have created and now the technologies that we've created of of instant communication of uh, internet um, of of um, you know now pervasive video conferencing all of these things these technologies are are shaping our culture and while we had previously thought in our previous series that this might take decades or maybe many years well thanks to the pandemic it's already here yeah. now how do we respond to the culture what kind of culture do we create after coronavirus uh, and 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 that culture is going to be uh, on the lines we discussed previously what are the tools for making this culture how what are the tools for checking and updating this culture and how does a company continue to change culture without losing its sense of self those are all interesting questions for leaders today yeah, very true very true and even for for people who are working there when the culture is being set or even if when it is come in place that what would be the attitude to work for people who are working from virtual locations for the permanent employees from for temporary employees or for on on contract or you are taking somebody renting a workspace or something or rather renting a worker you can call it a short term they come in and go away from again i give example of sites like of work so that could be a tough task that how to create that attitude to work what would be the reward system that that will be or what would be the motivating factor to create the right attitude to to work and how would you create new business models so that people are fully engaged in getting those things done so there will be new challenges as uh, the new environment uh, unfolds itself so it looks like the success will depend on uh, people who start dictating the or rather outthink others into creating new business models new engagement models and creating as you rightly said creating new set of energy or the new ways of uh, uh, keeping your energy intact uh, being more uh, full of energy and at the same time uh, getting your teams getting the organization energized how to keep it enthused yeah you know uh, so management theories have to change uh, as well in line i'll tell you why uh, why should why do people work if the government is going to start sending money to people uh, uh, in their bank accounts why should they work and the previous management theories were all driven by this weird sense that people are coin operated bozos and and so money was the only way of provide you know, of of incentivizing people money was the only way of measuring people and so on but look at it now if people will start getting money in their bank accounts you think they will stop working no people fi- find meaning in their work people find community in their work people find look for more than just money in their work and any management theory that believe that people only work for money is bogus in this new environment that's very interesting because we were never taught this we were only taught those theories that said you 
pay people and they you know they work for you how do you inspire people how do you uh, trust people it, I, personally i'm very happy i have a home office i do a lot of my work from my home office and people previously used to assume that i'm slacking off or something or and so right sitting in my pajamas doing nothing but now that everyone's facing it you yourself said we realize that we are more productive at home but we're also more prone to burnout at home because we want to see other people so to sum up that point i feel that uh, management theories about how work works need to be changed dramatically to incorporate all of this the fact that you now um like we were discussing in the university conversation with the 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 good, good professor from oxford if universities are no longer centers for for disseminating information right that you can get free what universities are is that the they're not just merely transferring functional or technical knowledge they're seats of cultural learning right they're hubs for culture and it will be the same with organizations teams companies will be hubs for culture people will want to come to you work with your company because they have heard great things about the culture and that's what they want money they will get from the government for being unemployed but culture the community the excitement of creating something new that you believe in that is what they'll come to work with you for but where's the management theory for that who are the heroes of that because all we were taught were rank and yank uh, from ge or the uh, the you know the six sigma management uh, this thing or that that management school where people were treated like machines is old now people are people and machines are machines where is the, the you know what do we need to learn there's a lot of research that needs to go into this lot of introspection in my opinion that's wonderful garav unfortunately you have run out of time but uh, great talking to you uh, great discussion so we we see that future work is here so exciting times a lot of new things will be happening on the on the work front the new way of uh, leading the new way of doing work the new way of virtual teams uh, connecting with ai robotics many other things to make things happen more productively so thank you garav Thank you Mesh always fun to catch up You've been listening to Global Business with Mahesh Joshi. We hope you'll tune in for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a good week.